Hello, everyone. This is Rick with the Cyber Pro Podcast. Industry leaders share their insights. It's about five questions in nine minutes. Attack your server sleep. Let's get to it. We have a repeat guest. Mr. Jim West is coming back. He was our number eight podcast in January of 2021. So he's he's a top 10. He's the first first tier, uh, you know, great repeat offender for us. At that time, he was talking to us about the nine security principles, but today we have a whole bunch of new questions for him. We're going we're gonna to see what he's up to. And so, Jim, let's start off. What have you been up to since last being on the Cyber Pro Podcast? Oh, my goodness. I'll hear it all the time. I'm a man that's lived many lifetimes, right? But the down and dirty of it is uh, I founded a business called TopCyberPro.com during the shutdown in COVID. And I've won an award. I've actually been recognized in the industry for it. Uh, but, yeah, TopCyberPro.com, a founder, CEO, and I basically help people bridge the gap, skills gap in cybersecurity, get people in the industry. I love it. And the skills gap is such an important thing to talk about. Uh, and we, we will talk about that on one of your bonus questions, actually. So I'm excited to kind of dig into there. But the next question I want to ask, because, you, you know, you get to play in a, a number of different worlds, right? Your business and, and your big boy job and all those fun things. How has the cybersecurity landscape evolved over the past few years? I would say we've gotten better definition of certain, you know, sectors of cybersecurity. For example, the threat intelligence, the threat analysis realm has shaped up real nicely. You know, you hear all the buzzwords about the cyber skill chain now giving way to the MITRE attack framework. So that that sector has really found its legs. And in other areas like emerging technology now, I foresee us getting new roles that are focused just on emerging tech. Things like AI machine learning and how it impacts and can be utilized and harnessed for an organization. I love it. Yeah, Nick. I agree. Like we have more framework, but the frameworks that we have tend to be more thought out. Would you agree? Oh, of course. I think like in DOD, for example, I can speak to a recent change, the 8140, the cybersecurity workforce uh, initiative and doctrine. It is now done kind of like back in the days of DIACAP going to risk management framework. That's kind of what's happened to that 8570. Anyone that's a defense contractor works in defense. I've heard about 8570 certifications, and now 8140 has taken over. You're, we're getting that uh, that granularity, the detail, you know, real rubber meets the road stuff. I love it. So, Jim, talk to me about any emerging trends, technologies, approaches that you are excited about. So I've recently taken on LinkedIn. Microsoft and LinkedIn has a great uh, partnership of delivering a course on generative AI. Anyone watching, listening to this video, go on LinkedIn, look for Generative AI. It's free training by leading experts in it. And it gets you, you know, a certificate, right? And it gets you, you know, an insight into really what AI is beyond just chat GPT, casually knowing about it. But to your point of the question, I think AI and machine learning, we're going to hear a lot of buzz around it for at least the next three to five years. But just like anything new, it's going to eventually, there'll be a lot of deluge of it. And then we'll kind of whittle down to the real uh, the real people that know how to harness it and the real people that can produce results. Nice. Are you, are you worried that it's kind of jumped up and, and ramped up super fast without a lot of controls around it? Um, well, it's like anything in tech, right? Every time there's been a tech revolution or evolution, what will happen is, is the laws, our legal system can't keep up. You know, right now we're seeing, a uh, great example, I'll try to be concise, but like I've seen recordings, just talking music now, of Johnny Cash singing a modern song, Elvis, Tupac and Biggie doing these remixes of modern songs with AI duplicating their voices. It's not 100% perfect, but just imagine 
where we'll be at a year, two, three, five years from now. So just in the music industry, how does an artist control their copyright or the likeness of their voice for their estate, you know, and their business after their death? The laws can't cover that. Copyright covers only so much ground, but when you meet something like AI, it's going to disrupt a lot of industries, not just cyber, not just, you know, advertising, marketing, not just magazines and print text, but it's also going to disrupt things like the music industry. So it will be interesting to see how this plays out in the next several years, but guess what? It'll be exciting. It's going to be something that people should not be afraid of. Learn about it, like that LinkedIn course I mentioned. Learn about it, get in to know about it, change your perspective because it is not going away. I love it. And and I never even thought about a use case like the, the music industry. So thank you for sharing that. Could you share a real world cybersecurity story and some lessons or takeaways that we can learn from it? So I guess most of cybersecurity is about, we always think in terms of defense, defense, defense. We got to, you know, lockdown harden. We got to patch. We got to test. You know, it's all, it's like this constant thing. And a lot of times we hear about also fatigue, especially during COVID with cyber, the remote workforce and cyber still running strong. It just seems like a fire department and there's always a fire to put out and you just get that mental as well as physical fatigue. I think that the challenge or at least the, the story here is, is that, we're now beginning to understand, or at least you know, leaders are beginning to understand that that we have to incorporate uh, the same practice they used to do for developers. Like when you think of the Google stories of, oh, they got the break rooms, they got the sleep pods, they have all these things for software developers because they're more nonstop working. That same culture has to permeate down to our, our tech workers, our support staff, because they're getting burnt out just like developers do. Human beings are human beings, no matter what role you're fulfilling. And I think what we will see from both a, a wellness perspective as well as a behavior analysis perspective as we move into areas like zero trust and other uh, expert systems to, to combat insider threat, we're going to see a lot of psychology, I think, in the, in the next great wave of cybersecurity. It's already kind of started, Jim. You know, I'm actually in my doctorate program for cyber psychology, and so it's it's already starting to become an educational path for people. So it's very, very, well, yeah, that, that by itself can be an hour plus long discussion on behavior, user behavior analytics. Yes. Love it. Love it. So Jim, final fun question for you. We, we previously asked you your favorite retro technology, but now what's your favorite piece of current technology that makes you smile? You know, I did mention already earlier, I, 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 I am enjoying the, the AI revolution as I'll call it where we've kind of had AI for a while, like since the 80s, actually, from movies like War Games. And these systems have not are not immediately new, but the usage of them and the popularity is now new. Um, but yeah, I would say it's AI, and I, I love having the discussions with people. You, know, you have some people that believe it's going to take over the world, or hey, James Cameron has warned us with an old film franchise about the dangers of AI and Skynet. And I, and I hear those concerns, and we should have certain safeguards. Uh, like Dr. Shapiro at MITRE has spoken about ethics in AI and the industry and all these experts from around the world are still trying to debate over what set of frameworks, ethics, and standards are they going to harm, to utilize in the development of AI systems. And those are some really interesting conversations to be had. And uh, my input to Dr. Shapiro actually was to incorporate the philosophical razors into that um, ethics consideration discussion. Jim, thank you for being on the Cyber Pro Podcast again. Hey, it's a pleasure. I'm glad to come back again and, you know, being in the top top 10 or the first 10, rather, 
Uh, it's been a bit the honor's mine. Thank you for tuning into the Cyber Pro Podcast. Make sure to like and subscribe so you don't miss out on new podcasts and all of our cool bonus content.